This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast. I am Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect, and... I am Ann, a.k.a. The person that talks about food with Tariq Moody. How about AKA one of the best people in Milwaukee? Oh gosh, you know, you, you're so kind to me, Tariq. You don't have to be, because when we're not on air, I know you're not. Well, <laughs> I'm always on air, so I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah. But anyway, on this week's edition of This Bites, we're going to talk about several events, uh, but more importantly, there's a new grocery store in downtown Milwaukee. We're going to talk about that. Grocery store to be, Tariq. To be, Grocery store to be. We're going to talk about that and the fact that uh, for some reason, the Milwaukee area, compared to other cities I've lived in, doesn't like grocery stores. Seems like it. As you know, there's, there's, there's far few in between, but it seems to be picking up. But the problem is certain neighborhoods are not getting that same love. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about this new one. What's what's going on with this grocery store, Ann? Where is it? What is it about? You un- you undoubtedly know that NML Northwestern Mutual has built a new building, right? No, I haven't seen it yet. No, it's, a, it's okay, kind, yeah. probably small. Kind it's of like really this tiny, boutique kind of it's, thing. It's you know it's hard to even see that they've actually done anything. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's like almost invisible. Okay, yeah. So they built a new building, and there's also this um, kind of luxury apartment tower near it that's being built, and um, in theory, probably a number of people that that work at NML are probably going to rent apartments there. That would be the thinking. But a lot of people are looking, like, want to live downtown and live near they, where they work, Probably empty nesters or Chicagoans probably yeah. a little. So yeah. this is a 35-story luxury apartment complex that on the ground floor is going to have an, kind of an upscale grocery store called Urban Market. Okay. And Urban Market um, is uh, owned by a company, or it's going to be, is it hasn't opened yet. It's, it's targeted to open early next year. The parent company is Mowers Foods, which has grocery stores kind of in the Madison area. Okay. But apparently, this is not a Mauer. It's not going to be called Mowers, right? No, it's okay. called Urban Market. Urban, okay. But this company, the parent company, has a history of opening grocery stores in urban areas where there are a lot of commuters or on on college campuses because they mm. also have a grocery store that's near UW Madison, um, which is super amenity driven, like. It's one of those kinds of grocery stores that has cooking classes. It has an event space. It has catering. It has heated parking. Um, some of that it's going to bring to this. That, that sounds like a great place for places that do have a lot of commuters but don't have access to grocery stores. Exactly. What they're trying to do, maybe right. they should think about also that. It's great to have a downtown, but just, just I'm just thinking it's pretty interesting, just like you know the lack of grocery stores in other places. But imagine a grocery store that does classes and communities and stuff like that. Show about healthy food. Would be and perfect stuff. Be on the, the the near west side, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, that seems like a no brainer. Yeah. And hopefully that is going to happen. Yeah. So hopefully maybe that be more stuff yeah. like that. But but continue. in the past, yeah, let me talk about this. But in the past, you know, when you've seen grocery stores open, it seems like it's been sort of around the really like central part of the yeah. the city or, or downtown. Because you've got like Cermak on the south side. You got fresh and if time. you go north, yeah, you got fresh time. You got two metro markets, right? That are just like off of Van Buren. Yeah. And they've been remodeled because of the Kroger's. Yeah. And this particular grocery store, and you think about it, Urban Market is not going to be far from one of those metro markets. This is going to be on the corner of Van Buren and um, actually that might be Wells. But it's, you know, it's pretty close anyway to Metro Market. But 
Um, so this one is going to have, you know, a lot of prepared foods, um, like chef's prepared foods that you can take and mm-hmm. take home and heat up or grab and go. Um, they're also going to have free parking. Um, That's important there's in a grocery be, store. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you don't have parking, free parking at a grocery store, why are you even here? Well, especially if you're in an urban in an yeah. urban area yeah. and you... If, you trying know, to look for parking and didn't no, try to get your no, groceries no, 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 out that there. That does That's, not work. No. That does not work. Terrible. But so, yeah, it's going to have like a full-size or full-size, full-service bakery, meat meat and seafood departments, frozen foods, sushi bar, um, you know, uh, you know, all the, the cheese, frozen foods, mm-hmm. dairy, all of that, um, produce... Um, you know, pretty much everything you think about when you think about a full service supermarket, but all very, very close within walking distance mm. of a lot of businesses downtown. That's cool. Um, but, you know, this is just part of this, like, I, I, you know, so much development going on downtown. Um, and this is a really big kind of a business. What do you think about the right development there? in downtown? I mean, it, well, I, I mean, moved here and it was like, you know, it's different and it's picked up fast. Do you think it's a good thing or is it... I don't know. I mean, do you think the focus? I don't know. I'm just trying to make conversation. I guess is sort of like you know the idea it'll of be, development. It'll, this is like cr- right. going across all over the city, different cities, but it's, you know what's happening here. I just I really want to have this conversation once the streetcar is in operation. Because, how this affects yeah the ridership of the streetcar and or just who's riding it? Mm-hmm. Is it being used? Um, is it used effectively? Um, does it seem like something that should grow? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and have like move out further yeah. beyond the city. Um, I mean, I think development is is really healthy if it's if it's if it's in if it's done well and it's yeah. in the right areas. I mean, I think oh. it's great. You know that all this is happening downtown. Like you've said, I mean, there there are areas that kind of need more development that need, and, and yes, support that for need the community. It and probably need it more. Yeah. And, th- and are not getting it. I mean, I've heard people say you do downtown, then it's, you know, hate the term trickle down, but it's kind of this trickle down thing that happens. Downtown's fixed, got nice, but then all of a sudden development starts moving out to neighborhoods. Well, I have to say, I can't wait until November and we're going to mm. be able to talk about the Sherman Phoenix because mm. that's when, that's when apparently what I've heard is that's the projected time mm. that the, the tenants are going to be able to move into that building, um, which was the former bank building that, um, that was burned during... Mm. Um, the Sherman Park riots of a couple summers ago, a couple years ago. Um, but that's a development that yeah. is going to have super cool stuff in it. Funky Fresh Spring Rolls to... There's a pizza place. Oh, there's going to be a popcorn place. There's going to be a coffee house run by the owners of the Juice mm. Kitchen. It's a, it's going to have all like 24 different vendors mm. in there. And it's funny, that area is also getting some more development, not just Sherman Park, but uh, Bitter Cube. Not to be far away. Exactly. Yeah. We should do a little check-in with about, those guys. Yeah, and see. November time frame. Yeah. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Now, we're back on this Bites Milwaukee's culinary podcast with Anne and myself, Tariq. I want to get back into it here with a new restaurant that recently just opened about a week ago, Glass and Griddle. Can you talk a little bit about that one? You wrote a little piece about the Glass and yeah, Griddle I wrote and, a little and, bit and who it. owns it and runs it. Um, well, let's see. As I'm struggling with the mics here in our studio, our, our beautiful, it's a beautiful <laughs> studio, by the way. Thank you for letting me be here. Um, uh, the glass great pain and, is doing wonders for I, my, it really is. My, 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 my psyche. Your psyche? Okay. 
Well, Glass and Griddle is part of this really cool development that's on the old Paps Brewing Grounds. Mm. This is another area where there's a ton of development. It's not far from the Fiserv Forum. There was, right? there was rumors back day, back in the day it was supposed to be a House of Blues down there. A that. House of Blues? Yeah. I remember those rumors. Yeah, what happened to that? That's another controversial subject we can get to another time. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> the owner of this development is Scott Lurie. He's a developer. Um, and I know that Rinka Chung was part of the group. They're the doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff. This was an old, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, warehouse building okay. on the old Paps Brewing Grounds. And it's now kind of multi-use because Milwaukee Brewing Company had a soft opening last weekend for for their their brewing facility, which is the second one. Mm -hmm. You know, they got another one in Walker's Point. And then there's this restaurant, gra gra Glass and Griddle. And um, there's also an event space called The 42. There's going to be um, uh, offices on this. I mean, it's like a really kind of very mm. cool, well-done development. Patio space. There's going to be a rooftop patio and beer garden next year, mm. projected to be like maybe April. But Glass and Griddle opened during the soft opening for the brewery last week. So there were all these events going on with bands. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, they, they, you know, just, they started cooking. Um, and it's really, it's really a menu that you could see works well with an, with an onsite brewery. It's that okay. kind of fair. So, so beer is incorporated into the cuisine. Okay. Um, so just to give you an idea, they're doing beer poached shrimp with cocktail sauce Disco fries topped with Italian beef, jardinere, and fresh mozzarella. That sounds delicious to me. <laughs> um, I think pretty much anything you put over French fries, you know, like poutine. I mean, like it, it, it's, I mean, you know, it's hard to mess that up. Yeah. But I guess you could. Korean fried chicken wings. I guess that's appealing mm. right to you. Um, cucumber apple, apple salad with You know what I like about radish. Korean fried chicken initials? What? what Korean fried chicken initials are? KFC. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it is. Did you notice that? Um, just when you pointed it out, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Well, let's hope it's a lot better than KFC. A lot of things are okay. better than KFC. Um, Except for the mashed potatoes. They're doing a half-pound burger with beer, cheese, and sun-dried tomato ketchup. Seared lasagna. What is I'm that? I'm really intrigued about. I don't know, Tariq. I've never had it. What is seared? Like I think of seared scallops, I mean, seared duck breast. I hope they're searing it. What's seared? Lasagna is it already made? Then you pop in a band with butter and you, know you flip it Let's go down? there together and find out. How's that? Hmm. Interesting. Um, uh, this the, is not deep fried lasagna. Well, okay, I yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, Tariq. But so the the there's a lot of snacks and sharing plates, mm -hmm. burgers and sandwiches, salads, and then there's like maybe three larger plates of which the seared lasagna is one. I think they do a half chicken, mm. a, a lot of stuff that's just really simple but kind of comfort food. I think this is another trend that we're seeing right now, Tariq, where you're you're seeing a, like a craft brewery just, you know, being somehow involved or in, tangentially involved um, with a restaurant that maybe is really stepping up the food mm -hmm. and incorporating beer into it. Um, we've seen that with Good City Brewing. I mean, much more of an interest and emphasis on 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 better quality yeah. food as opposed to just French fries, cheekers and buffalo yeah, wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basic and I think partly, you know, I think people have, have realized how much more sophisticated beer is and, and how to pair it with food mm. and how to incorporate it in food. So I don't know. I think this is a pretty exciting, exciting restaurant. I'm really interested in trying it out. The um, renderings and photos that I've seen are really cool. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very lofty space. 
it's a lot of those kind of long farm tables, you mm-hmm. know, where people are eating com- communally. Um, it's really open. You can see the brewery. I think there's like a glass wall. So you get a little, the glass and griddle. Exactly. Part. There are, there are reasons for the name. Um, and the chef is Kyle Toner, who um, was the head chef most recently at uh, Wolf Peach. Okay. Nice. That's open now. It is open right now. Yep. Speaking of interesting places, as a side note, have you been to the new up, up, what is it? Down and up, up and down the no, barcade? No. I'm going to say barcade again. Is that, what it, is that what it is? No, because <laughs> I we, we did a story on indie games. I don't know why this come up. And there was a quote by one of the people we interviewed in a story that mentioned barcade. Then we got this email from this barcade company that says, stop using our, our name barcade. We registered that name. So I'm just saying it over and over again. Oh wow! Because you want to get you want to get under their skin, don't you? Yeah. It's just, it was just, anyway. How can you trademark a term barcade? Number know. one, and, and we're in the Midwest and now. Silly. And I'm just like, and the email was kind of mean, and it was just like, really, dude. So anyway, so I'm just saying, barcade, 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 barcade. Whoa! I'll get it out of my system. Just want to get out of there. Sorry. But they have food there. Go, Tariq. That's why I brought yeah. it up. I, 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 we should talk about the food. And the food was good? I don't know. I, I, I tried to go oh. there with too many people. Where is it located? The old Comedy Cafe. Oh, on right on um, Brady they Street. It. Yeah, they replaced yeah. it. Yeah. Apparently they have food there, and I thought we uh, I thought we should go there and like play games. You like old video games, right? Retro video games? It, do they have Miss Pac-Man? Oh, yeah. They got I got everything. And they have Pac-Man. Those, that, that, then, you're, then you're speaking yeah. my language. So, I thought, yeah. so you were talking about brew pubs and how people are trying Asteroid. to do different things. They got everything. Love that. Story. So I was like, I hey, can't remember going. the menu. And I think going. the menu was interesting too. That's why I just brought it up. Okay. Barcade. There. Come at me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next, let's talk about tomato. I said it rump because tomatoes do have rumps. Tomato romp. What's mm-hmm. going on with the tomato annual? What's anything? Uh, what's when is this? This is an What is this? For those people who don't know what this yeah, is. Yeah, if you have been living under a rock every year, uh, no, it's a, it's a kind of an interesting premise this is i think it's in its like maybe eighth year which is is kind of impressive i guess um no i'm sorry it's in its 12th year where, 12th year. where was i catch up um huh, well you know what i was thinking um because tomorrow saturday is when it takes place it's kind of a day tomato, of like tomato yeah, yeah. eating drinking and and really like let's let's put a lot of stress on the word drinking <laughs> And fighting or, you know, throwing around overripe tomatoes at other people. That sounds like dangerous. I know. I mean, I, like I've said, I, in the past, I have seen people staggering down the street full of tomato pulp. I'm literally like staggering like zombies. Are you going to do it? No. That's not. not. I just, I. You should I, do it. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe Tariq. Anyway. Get your anger out. I, yeah. Well, it is a way to, to get your anger out. Um, so it's a fundraiser for the river, river, river West food pantry. Um, funds are, are going to lessen low income communities reliance on foods that are otherwise unhealthy. Mm. So, you know, kind of get fresh produce in, in their hands. Um, so not, I'm assuming not, not tomatoes, over, not overripe tomatoes. So they're not getting tomatoes for this pantry. Well, <laughs> uh, hopefully not overripe <laughs> ones. Um, but overripe tomatoes are great, right? Well, sweet and juicy. Ones. Oh, they're throwing, they're throwing rotten ones? I don't know. They're overripe. So, oh. you know, I mean, there's a fine line between overripe and rotten. I don't, I don't want one rotten at me. I mean, I overripe, I, I do. Like, I but the thing is, with overripe rotten ones, they're really, really soft. 
And so oh, do they not, stink? They're Rotten not going to. I don't know. I don't know. I just know it's a giant mess afterwards. Oh. It's going to be, you know, pulp is going to be everywhere. But one of the big things about this particular day is that they also do um, a Bloody Mary challenge. Um, and it, it brings together eight East Side bars and restaurants that are competing to bring uh, the absolute, actually, it's the absolute vodka Bloody Mary to the voting community. Absolutely, like the brand. Yeah, absolute, absolute vodka. I don't. I, uh, I guess they have to use absolute vodka. I'm, okay. I'm assuming. I assume they're a sponsor. Yeah, that's yeah. that. That I guess that would be the the premise here. Um, but so you, so it's actually there's a voting competition. People sample Bloody Marys. Mm. So hence these staggering staggering around afterwards with pulp all over you. Um, so that is between. Um, I want to say that starts at 10 a.m. and then it kind of goes through like four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but that Bloody Mary challenge is between 11 and three. Okay. Um, and uh, so they're actually, so they're going to be doing, they're going to have judges favorites and a people's choice. Okay. I want to be a judge. I love being judges, especially when it involves alcohol. <laughs> well, yeah. I never get the chance to do judge, judge food, but I love to judge cocktails. Oh, I did it. Do I did I judge cocktails. Say, did I did that once. Yeah, it was a oh, lot of drinking. Oh, by the way, by the way, social media tells me that you tried a cocktail that had a popsicle in it. Oh, Pete's Pop. Yeah, I, they did I noticed that the the diplomat is doing. Are they are they cocktails they're doing? Or they were just doing last weekend or going forward? Are they going to continue to have them? I forgot. I think they might keep it going for a little bit longer. What did you the, have? I had all of them. <laughs> I had four, they did four. You liked them? I only had three of them. I didn't have all of all. I had three of them. There was a blueberry and basil one I did not have. Mm -hmm. The salt and watermelon, the cantaloupe, and these were not non-alcoholic. The pops weren't not alcoholic, right, not but alcoholic. the but the, the drinks were alcoholic. Yes, okay. And so they like little mixture of the popsicle in there, and then they break off part of it, put it in the cocktail mix, and then you have a little and the stick as a garnish uh -huh. with part of the other popsicle. It was That's a fun. hot day. That's I was, I idea. came back from judging a barbecue big gig, and I was like, I think something refreshing. And I remember someone shared with me that the Pete's Pop team, well, and I love Pete, uh, with Diplomat. I love the Diplomat. I like for his cocktail. And that sounds like something that'd be good on a hot day like this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, you know, in the past, we have talked about how well Pete's Pops could do in terms of a collaboration mm -hmm. with other businesses. He we will be collaborating. We did not think about actually putting a popsicle oh, inside a cocktail. cocktail. But We're he's actually doing a probably, I don't know if I could say it, I don't know. I don't know, Tariq. He watch. didn't tell me that. I mentioned the idea. Be careful here. That he should collaborate yes. with the Juice Kitchen. Uh-huh. And that may or may not happen. Okay. There. I didn't give it away. Well, that, would be, did. that would be the perfect partnership. I think it's cool. Yeah. You know, the idea of having those great juices in popsicle form. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I think that's great. But I just, I love Pete. I mean. Yeah. He's a really cool guy. He really cares about his neighborhood. Anyway, is that it for the tomato? So, uh, yeah, no, we got on a tangent here. Yeah, it, it's, we went from Bloody Mary's to, to, pops. Um, to pops in cocktails. Tomato pops. But yeah, that's, um, you Let know, that's... throw some tomato pops. I, you know, I, I have to say in past years, I have um, somehow wound up in beans and barley while this is going on. And you never got hit? Never got hit? No, I never got hit. But I've, I've been in beans and barley and seen people walk in just completely drenched. They allowed them in there? In tomato pulp. Well, what are they going to do to I'll kick them out. Go, go well, back they, home, take a shower. They didn't. They didn't. Oh, gross. Well, it was, it. you know, it looked like they had been in battle. Huh. 
with a tomato eating zombie? <laughs> I don't know. Steaks are high. Ste oh, okay. <laughs> tomato steaks, get it? Yeah. yeah. Hey. Okay. Anyway, moving right along, Tariq. Uh, next, uh, uh, Indian Summer, which I think I could be wrong, is at least the one of the final major ethnic festivals of Milwaukee, because you know, winter is around the corner because everybody loves winter. Indian Summer Festivals this weekend. What's going on? What's the culinary delights of this year's Indian Summer Festival? And where is it at? Is it I have at to, the, it's at the Summer Fest grounds. grounds. Yeah, it is uh, today, Friday through Sunday. And what's really cool about it. Um, is it truly is a cultural festival that has powwows, prayer ceremonies, circle of art, mm. a lot of events that go on, you know, on the grounds that are really interesting and, and worth going mm. to music, um, so on and so, th so forth. There's a ton of different kinds of food. And I actually, I'm going to kind of focus on the American Indian Grill, which is where they're going to have some of the more, um, you know, native foods that you, that you, you know, want to taste if you want to, if you want to try something that really, um, is, I guess, a more Native American culturally appropriate food. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Fry bread. Um, they're doing wild rice soup. Um, cheesy fry bread. I know, I know, Tariq. I, I wasn't I, I wasn't necessarily going to say before, that. As I said before, they're trying to make it accessible. They're trying to make it, yeah. I mean, you add a little you bit of Wisconsin cheese in there. And I get it. Like, sometimes it's like music and DJing. You, like, you want to play all the new, interesting stuff, but people need something need a touch point to get into yeah. the culture yeah, and they, they i get it. it and it's fine right i have accepted it and the the snobbery and i hold it inside now I you keep, do i keep it inside okay so what do you suppose an indian brat with veggies on fry bread is it's probably a brat with fry bread I'm guessing. I don't. I don't know what seasoning. What's? I okay. don't know what spices. I don't know. Like what? Would it like we have specially made brought with different spices, or is it just a brought? And the fry bread is the vehicle for the brought. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not so. sure. Corn soup. Um. You know that's mm -hmm. probably you know very indigenous. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, so they're even doing like a apple pie fry bread with ice cream. Um, so other than that, you know, there's a lot of different American stuff. Well, I think because what's what's there at Summerfest ground? Those places. I know, up, yeah. right, right, right. Yes, yeah, Saz's is always mm -hmm. going to be there. Um, there's something called Congregation of the Great Spirit, and they're going to be doing venison chili, oh. buffalo burgers. Again, the fry bread. They're doing. An Indian taco. Again, I'm not re really quite sure what that is. Um, blanket dog, chili dogs, hot dogs, things like that. Mm -hmm. Father Ed cheesecake with blueberries and whipped cream. So Congregation of the Great Spirit may be some kind of religious organization. But um, again, they have a, things that sound mm -hmm. a, you know, a little bit yeah. more, um, I guess, interesting than, um, you know. But it's, it's, I feel that festival is, little, is more than, you know. Yeah, but, but but the the point is, um, I think it's a I think it's a really beautiful festival to mm. go to. That's a great um, way to close out the uh, summer and get ready for our, our lovely winters here. Oh, Tariq, don't even get me started. There's also actually there's going to be a fry bread burger, smoked turkey wings, buffalo chili cheese fries, along with buffalo just buffalo chili. Um, no salads anywhere, huh? <laughs> what did you say? Salads. Salad. No, there's going to be some salads. Yeah. There's something called Three Sisters Stew, which is composed of 
corn, squash, and beans topped with wild rice. That sounds kind of tasty. Um, so yeah, I think it's just you know kind of walking around and seeing what's mm-hmm. available at the various yeah. various food vendors. Yeah, that's the, I think that's the only one I have not. Well, I have not been to that festival yet. I don't think. Pretty sure I haven't. I might have when I first got here. Hmm. I don't remember. My, my What's nice is, is it's sort of, you know, it's just on the cusp of fall. So the weather's starting mm-hmm. to change just a little bit. So that, there's that little bit of fall in the air. Yeah. At least the leaves. You've seen the leaves are Oh, I know. Down. Yes, yes, yes. So... Um, what's next? A food truck. There's a food truck event. There's there's still more food trucks available. Uh, I I don't know. Some food trucks are available during the winter, but uh, most of them are probably going to go hibernating soon. South Milwaukee is hosting a food truck event September this weekend. What's all, what's going to be there? Yeah, this food truck event is on Sunday from 12 to 4. Um, so it's on Packers game day, right? Isn't that the first game of the season? Oh, I forgot Wisconsin had a football team. Is it a Pop Warner team? It's like Chicago and Green Bay have this like terrible teams. Yeah, I don't teams. know what that's all about. Is there just like they some think kind of prof- rivalry They or think something? they're professional football teams. They're <laughs> caliber of like teams like Atlanta or something. Yeah. Just, oh, I've heard now, about that. now, now, Tariq. I mean, okay. So, yes, I'm not a huge football fan. But no. when you start, you know, you, you, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I, I, I heard about this Aaron Rodgers. People think he's great, but isn't he like a high school quality quarterback? Okay, let's talk about this food truck festival. <laughs> It is at the South Milwaukee Downtown Farmer's Market, um, which is on 11th and Milwaukee Avenue. And actually, they're going to have like maybe close to 10 different food trucks there. Um, All about tacos, um, a truck called Anytime Arepas. You know what Arepas are, the Salvadoran. uh, Is it the same people that do the the pop-up? Is that their truck? I don't think so. I think it's a different one. Oh. There's Boba Dough, which aren't... Are these a new Boba, trucks? I've never heard like of. Like the, the, the um, tapioca pearls that are used in Bobo tea. I don't know. So I think that's what this truck is. I have never heard of these food trucks. Firewise Barbecue. La, I heard about them. La, Guacama, La Guacamea. Fire, no, Firewise. Firewise? Yeah. Okay. Marco Polo, which is a chicken, mm-hmm. different kinds of um, chicken sandwiches. Oscars on a Roll, which is a great burger place. Over on Pierce Street, they've got their, their, bar, their uh, I'm sorry, their burger truck. The Rolling Cones, which I think is actually kind of a funny name. Um, is that ice cream? N- no. What they do is is they use a bread cone and they fold it like an ice cream cone and then they stuff it, it with stuff. all these different like mm. savory fillings. So like chicken tinga. Okay. They've got a Reuben one, chana masala. Vegetarian shepherd's pie, Hunan beef. I mean, when you really think about it, you just, it's like a bread, I mean, instead of a bread bowl, instead of a bread cone. It's a bread cone. Mm. So, anyway, it's called the Rolling Cones, Timbers Barbecue. Yeah. So, anyway, this is a food truck fest that goes, uh, runs between 12 and 4. Have you seen the the, the paella truck? Yeah. Do you know what, though? That is part of of Hotel Madrid. It's Hotel Madrid. Yeah. Because yeah, they do, they do paella. At I was, I was, what I, I was visually. Have visual- you tasted no, it? No. Uh, you know, Rick Rodriguez, who's like this big foodie. I call him the celebrity foodie of Milwaukee. He liked it. Um, are but, they, are they small portions? Of they come in at like the, the Chinese takeout containers. Oh. But I was visualizing, I don't know why, I was visualizing miniature cast iron. Wouldn't that be fun? Things you have. With a cast iron pan that you can take home with you. Yeah. I don't know why. Not going to happen. <laughs> you know, because you know the whole concept of pay is you get that crispy yes. thing. Yes. And it was like, do they get it crispy enough? Or like, I'm did curious. Did he say they did? I, I remember he liked it. 
I didn't ask about the details of the texture of the rice. He said he enjoyed the, what he got from the paella truck. It just, I don't know. When I think of paella, I want it to be in that pan. I want to use my own yeah. spoon to get the, the crisp. There's an experience to paella, paella that I don't think you can get from a food truck. And know? that's I, I feel the same way about bibimbap. Yeah. It's that same crispy texture yeah, of the rice. It's just the, the presentation is also part of the, the experience of that dish. Mm-hmm. And when you food truckify it, and you can't present that the same way. I, I don't know. It might be good, but it just, to me, something's missing. The mm-hmm. spirit of that dish. But that's just me. Yeah, at some point, we will do a whole segment on paella, Tariq. Yeah. Jordan bought a paella pan. He's proud of that. Really? Yeah. Does he use it often? I saw a picture. He had a picture on Instagram that looked really good. I mean, if you know how to make paella and you have all the right ingredients, you mm. have the seafood, you have the sausage. What kind of, is there a specific rice that yeah, you use there's for paella? Yeah, paella, there's a paella rice that okay. you Okay, you can't, can't use Uncle Ben's, right? Uh, I, don't think so. I don't think you want to do that, Tariq, no. And really, if you're doing Five traditional, minutes. you should have like a really good quality saffron, too. Yeah. I told you, I used to work for a uh, real estate developer who was Kuwaiti, and apparently his family, one of his family members uh, owned a saffron. Oh, in Kuwait, and so <laughs> for a time, it. Ben. For a time, Ben. When I worked there, my mom cabinet was stuffed with probably at least five to ten thousand dollars worth of saffron. Oh my gosh! In the house, it was like you know late nineties, but yeah, I didn't really think about the cost at the time when I was getting them, and then I look at the cost now. I'm like, wow, that's like drug dealing money. I could <laughs> count in the streets. Hey, man, you want some saffron? Saffron, anybody? It's it good is stuff, a, man. It's a very high quality grade saffron. Yeah, well, I mean, t- if you you know want good saffron, you gotta you like gotta the the one in grocery store. Pick and save, like just a yeah. Some was like eleven bucks. I know, right? You know, and I had boxes of this stuff. My boss gave me of saffron. So it was yours just to to store or to have. Have. And you've I, used all it, all of it now. I was, I was very uh, liberal with wow. my saffron rice. <laughs> We're going to Tariq's for a paella. Look, here's the saffron. Like it doesn't last forever. Oh no, no, no. no. So I mean, it, it, at some point, this it's is just back all in the '90s. Lose its efficacy or early too. 2000s, actually. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just, I just remember that, and I was like, wow, I had basically probably my mom. I gave, I gave a lot to my mom. Well, I have my. Cousin was just in in Spain, and she brought back some for me, and it's packaged really tightly in, like, this layers of brown paper. And then I have it stored in kind of the really, like, very back part of the cupboard. What do you put in the freezer? Would freezer hurt it? I mean, keep it longer. I don't know. I I feel like it doesn't – you don't want it to get, like, wet, Mm. like that moisture that's Mm. in the freezer. I think if you just keep it in a cool, dark Mm. place, like the back of a cupboard – like you, you put know, it in a freezer, plastic it. bag, it was still okay dry. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I hesitate to put, put spices in, in the freezer because mm-hmm. I just am not sure. And it, and I don't know. My freezer, it, sometimes food takes, they, 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 it pick, it picks up flavors of other things in the freezer, and I don't I don't want that. Or I'm surprised that no one has, especially botanists or whatever, come up with like a grow a cheaper version of saffron that still has that same flavor. Like breed it a... You know, with science at all, I just, I'm surprised. Or at least Lori's has a saffron powder you can buy. <laughs> oh, God. Lori's saffron would, I powder. I would not buy that. I would not buy that. <laughs> Put in your popcorn, saffron butter oh, popcorn. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Anyway. Um, finally, we're going to talk about a chef's table wine dinner event that's happening on September 13th at the Hilton Milwaukee Center hotel at 6 30 it is a interesting uh event 
It is a table chef tables event, uh, which features a prefix menu, uh, which is prepared by their chef, executive chef Bill Doyle, and prepared with Tuscany-based Baracci, Baracci, Baracci wines. Um, the menu is really interesting. There's a uh, first course uh, features uh, cabanera, ravioli. There's also I can't pronounce these things. Uh, I feel bad. There's some braised lamb with chanterelles and something I can't pronounce. Chev, chev salad, seared ducks also on the menu. Garlic crusted monkfish. I love monkfish, even though it's the ugliest looking fish in the world. Oh, I love monkfish too. But they call it, the nickname is poor man lobster. Yeah. And it, if you do it right, it it's, It does have that texture yeah. of lobster. And it's hard to, I mean, it's an easy fish to mess up, I think. You can overcook it really easy, I think. But this garlic crusted monkfish with uh, some basil, preserved orange, and a citrus butter sauce. That sounds nice. Uh, dessert, fifth course is mascarpone cheesecake, hazelnut mousse. And they're going to talk. There's some about the wines. I'm not even a dare pronounce the wines, but they're from Tuscany. <laughs> Again, the events is September 13th, and I think you can find the details on our website at radiomilwaukee.org slash thisbyteskin. It's September 13th. At the Hilton Milwaukee Center at 6.30. Well, that wraps up this edition of This Bites Milwaukee's Culinary Podcast. Is it Milwaukee's only culinary podcast? Is there another one here? Uh, I don't know. We are the only one. There. I said it. Probably not. Anyway. This Bites produced by Tyrone Miller Handcrafted. Signing inspiration comes from the Licensed Lab with support from our sponsors, Society Insurance, and, of course, our membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, or anywhere you listen to your podcast. And as always, Ann, y'all, stay hungry and... Keep the malore cold. Now, Tariq, here's an idea for you. What about if you if you somehow made a powdered version of malore? It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon? I don't know. I'm just making but I mean, think about think about the applications that you could use, especially for your coffee. How did for? Put put in your coffee oh, and drinks. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Tariq. Or your pot? Are your buttered popcorn? Or your buttered? Oh, and the buttered popcorn. That's a good. The nutritional yeast. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Or mix it with the nutritional yeast. That's just too much. Well, I don't know. Not for some people. Mm. All right. Well, have a good week, one. You we, too. We, we, we I'll too. see you over at Indian Summer. Sounds good.